Welcome to another installment of Cracking Open, the podcast brought to you by the Sage Circle. In this series, I interview Sage Circle members to find out about their intuitive journey and development. Today's guest is Joelle, a coach and therapist. Joelle shares with us how her intuition unfolded through the passing of her brother and a soulmate connection. She also explores what it means to experience something negative and allow that experience to bring you to somewhere wonderful. Let's jump into Cracking Open. This podcast is brought to you by The Sage Method, the most comprehensive and down-to-earth intuitive development training available. Is this your year? Is it finally your time to increase your intuition, bring in more abundance, and experience the bliss you deserve? If yes, then join thousands of students across the world for a seven-week journey to uncover your natural, beautiful, and strong intuition. Visit us at thesagemethod.com for more information. Welcome back to another episode of Cracking Open. I am super excited to introduce to you Joelle, one of my favorite circle members. Hi, Joelle. Hi. (laughs) I am so glad we just got done before we started recording, talking for like 15 minutes, just because it's so nice to be able to connect with each other. I absolutely love it. Um, But let's jump in. Tell me your path. When did you open? How did it transform for you? Tell me a little bit about your intuition. Okay. Okay. Well, so spirituality is not a thing in my family. Okay. It's never been a thing. Science. And in fact, though, that is one of the reasons why I was so drawn to you is because you have this background in science. And I'm like, yes, she's the one. She gets it because you didn't open up until 31. And then it was like, all of a sudden, like, what, you know, and that's how I have been too. Although I, when I was a kid, see, there was a whole lot of anxiety. Okay. Whole lot of anxiety from an early, early, early age. Um, Cause you know, the people in my house, they didn't really jive. You know, it wasn't that there was a lot of fighting, but I think there was a lot of tension and I picked up on that. So I just experienced anxiety. And what I see looking back was that I always, always experienced energy as anxiety. Um, But as a kid, I was interested in parapsychology. I was like, I wanna be a parapsychologist. But then the thought of running into ghosts scared the bejesus out of me so that was like "Mm," because I was a really scared kid but um there were things you know so growing up I, I had a glimpse I had a glimpse that this interest and then my brother passed away um when I was 16 years old and I had this lamp in my room and the lamp started going off and then coming on, let's say two hours later. And one, I remember one night it went off and I forgot that the switch was still on and it went on at the exact moment my alarm went off to wake me up for school. I'm like, well, that's interesting. And I did feel like it was my brother. Um, and I had a dream because uh, there was this, ex-boyfriend that I had and um, in the dream basically I got a phone call and someone was crying and I said oh hi so and so and that was the dream 
And I got called into work for maybe one or two hours the next day, went to work, came back. And my other brother said, oh, he called, which he wasn't, didn't really call at that time because we'd been broken up. He had gone to a different state. And I, had I not had that dream, I might've called him back. But that dream was like a warning to me. Like, don't get back into this old pattern. Don't do it again. And nice. I really always felt like that dream came from my brother. Nice. You, know, like, you don't want to do this anymore. But, um, you know, I, I actually, you know, the experience of all that anxiety, um, I went on antidepressants, you know, mm-hmm. in my 20s. And it dimmed my intuition quite a bit. Um, not that I have anything against antidepressants, but <clears throat> so for about 25 years, I was pretty dim. Mm-hmm. Um, and really I was dimming the energy, thought I was dimming the anxiety. Um, and, and my intuition would come through when I would try to change to a different medication, you know, or when I was pregnant with my son, and I was on a lower dose and all of a sudden I'm having dreams about my brother. And in the dream, it was always a similar dream where he's saying he's back. And he's saying to me, I'm not dead. He, I'm, I'm here. And I'd be like, but why did we think you were gone? Where did you go? Why did we think you were dead? And he's like, but I'm here. And it was during one of those times when I was switching medication where I woke up from that dream and I said, oh, I get it. And I'm a little psychic too. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, no, no, I'm not a little psychic. But yeah, he's here. And so the dreams stopped coming, but I understood why I was having them. And um, then I finally successfully switched medications nice and was able to start bringing in information I was able to start getting information and not have that overwhelming anxiety so um so it was a you're on med so you got the right meds meaning you got the meds that worked um for you and as a result of that then you were able to access more of your intuition okay exactly exactly with people is that it's not that antidepressants are bad I personally had uh, about four or five years where I used them as well to get over um, and get through but it's it's not that the medication's bad it's that you need to be in sync with the right one to get you moving forward This is exactly right. And so you need to have the one that basically allows you to be you. Yes. Um, And I am now me. Although there there were things that were happening, like, because I'm a counselor. So for years and years, I didn't do counseling because it was too anxiety provoking to me. Well, come to come to understand the one on one in person with a client, I was feeling all their stuff. And I was, I didn't know I was an empath. I didn't know how to shield. I didn't know that I had to shield. Um, So that's why it was so anxiety provoking. Um, So I I had a life changing experience. It took me 48 years, but I had a life changing experience. Um, Other people have a grandmother 
I had a Bruno. Um, and Bruno and I met online. He was in Portugal. I was in Boca Raton and we immediately had these boundaries set up. And first of all, I will tell you, Bruno is sitting right next to me on the spider web. Nice. <laughs> yes, he's right next to me on the spider web and he's always been right next to me on the spider web. And, and from what I understand, we've gone through life after life after life together. Um, and I can feel it. Yep. And I've never felt that before. Yep. Uh, but we had these boundaries set up. He's in Portugal, I'm in Florida. He's got a wife, I've got a husband. He's very ill. He was only in his forties or so. Um, and so he's not gonna jump on a plane. We're not gonna meet in the middle, you know? So our entire relationship was online. And um, even so we could feel the energy going back and forth. And we became very, very close over a period of two years. Um, and he had a few medical emergencies. And then he, in, in um, spring of 2018, he had a near-death experience. And he came back a different person. Um, and he, it was a few months and he was trying to tell me he wasn't gonna be here very much longer you know, and his grandmother was coming to him and um, he knew, he knew, but he also came back with abilities. And so in that last few months, he's like, this is happening and this is happening. I'm astral traveling. I'm, I can feel what you're feeling inside. And, yep. and so because it was Bruno, I believed it. I'm like, okay, here we go. Yep. All right. You know, and, um, and you know, it was good because I was able to tell my dad, my dad was in the last few months of pancreatic cancer at that very time. And he was in the hospital and he turned to me and, and my, you know, there's this strong atheism that runs through my family, you know, my grandfather, my father, my brother, and now my son, it's almost like it's imprinted in the DNA. And I've never been that atheist. But um, my dad's in the hospital and, you know, all of a sudden he's like, he doesn't want to be an atheist anymore. He wants to know that something's out there because he knows that he's going to die too very soon. And so he says, so you're telling me that there's something more? And I'm like, yes, dad, I'm telling you there's something more, you know? And so I was able to tell him that in his last days. Oh. And... I think it really meant something to him. Um, and then that last day, you know, when he, all of a sudden he passed away, they could hear him talking to his people Yep. as he was going. Yep. I have goosebumps that just, yeah. that just warms my heart. Yes. So it was very important. It was very important for me. It opened me up spiritually. It was like, Okay, you need to pay attention. There is something more Bruno's telling me and I believe everything Bruno says. Mm -hmm. um, and I ran into my Mack truck month. Oh, the Mack <laughs> truck. Oh boy. Yeah, so my dad passed away. Mm -hmm. And then my best friend who's here, still here, because Bruno's my best friend in spirit. I have another best friend who's still here. Her son passed away very unexpectedly 
Bruno dropped off the face of the earth. He um, couldn't communicate anymore um, from like full body paralysis. He couldn't speak, he couldn't type. And, you know, just to tell you, he never came back. Um, and my son went off to college all in the same month. <laughs> that's a big month. Yeah, that's a Mack truck of a month. That was a Mack truck month. And so I spent the next several months communicating with Bruno's wife. Um, and we're just, oh, is he coming back? No, he's not moving. He's still, you know, and, and it just, it actually became more and more bizarre. Okay. Until we got to the point where I realized that she was pulling a scam. Oh. <laughs> and so, and, and there were people around me and I'm like, she's pulling a scam. Something's got really weird going on here. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we think so too. And so we had our little group and by mistake, thank you guys by mistake one day I send a message it's supposed to go to my friends I send it straight to her okay it cuts me off completely blocks me everything 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 no communication whatsoever and in this whole time that I've been wanting to hear from Bruno I'm like Bruno communicate with me Bruno yep. and I couldn't I couldn't hear anything because there was so much interference from from her there was the drama and there were lies and once she cut me off I heard Bruno wow yeah it, and finally it was able to come through um I started seeing pictures of Portugal everywhere mm -hmm. I ran into his name like five times in the period of three weeks like walk into a client's house and the dog is named Bruno, go to another client, their last name is Bruno, watching TV and they're talking about, you know, Bruno. And then um, at some point, I was so grief stricken over Bruno that I feel like I sent out an all call to empaths. Yeah. And, and people started messaging me and saying, Hi, what's going on? Hey, I'm an empath. Are you an empath too? You know, and we were like, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Like, okay, my people are coming. My people are coming mm -hmm. in. My people um, are coming, exactly. Here they are. And then it was like, I heard from Bruno, like a friend, you know, and she's like connecting with Bruno while we're talking. And she's like, he's here and his people are with him. And he says he doesn't know why he's still alive. And you know, and, and he's in a facility, he's not at home and his grandmother's there. And so these things just kept happening. Um, and there was a piece of art because he was an artist. Mm -hmm. There was a piece of art that I had gotten from him, my favorite piece of art, and I couldn't find it for months and months and months and months. And I knew it would show up right at the perfect moment. Finally, one day I ripped out a drawer out of my desk and underneath the drawer is his piece of art. Oh, wow. That's and, cool. you know, it had got like fallen under the drawer. I, for some reason, put it in the drawer, but it had fallen under, but it hadn't gotten smushed. It was perfect, in perfect condition. And I just like dropped to the floor with this piece of art in my hand and like just sobbed, you know? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Bruno. And, um, so the, all these people around me were telling me what I needed to do. And I'm like, should I go to Portugal? Should I go to Portugal? Should I try to find him? 
and luckily I had so many, I had this good team around me of people. And every time I said, I'm thinking of going to Portugal to find, you know, cause he's my best friend and I don't know what's going on with him. And they're like, don't go to Portugal. Okay. Dangerous, danger. We don't know why it's dangerous, but it was like so many people around me and they're like, don't go. Yep. So instead what I did was I started seeing mediums and communicating with Bruno. Mm-hmm. And I started taking classes so I could hear better because that was my whole thing. I, I'm like, I need to hear him. Yep. So I'm going to start taking classes. I take a pendulum class. I take a grounding class. I take an automatic writing class. I start getting Reiki. I become a Reiki practitioner. I become a Reiki master. Um, all to hear Bruno. And then it's like, oh, I've got abilities. Yep. <laughs> I didn't know that. Okay. So, um, so this is all that happened as a result of this relationship with this man who sits next to me on the spider web, who is your friend yes. and, and soulmate. Yes. Really? You know, and I so people can think about the term soulmate as if it's romantic. It doesn't have to be, you can be that close on what we call the spider web on the other side, you know, you can be right next to each other. It doesn't mean that it has to go in a specific direction. You can just be best friends and now you're connected to him. Mm -hmm. That's right. And then I, at some point, I mean, I just started getting the signs. It's like, okay, this song is from Bruno. Yep. Yep. And this bird is from Bruno. Yep. I love the signs. The signs are amazing. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So, so that was my introduction. That's your introduction. So fast forward to today. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about how you use your intuition on a daily basis. What does that look like for you? How I use my intuition on a daily basis. Oh, gosh. I try to connect on a daily basis. I GCP on a daily basis. I'm a coach and a counselor. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a, and I, it's a difficult walk to, you know, it's a balance because I use my intuition to meet my clients where they're at Yeah. because I feel it, but I have to shield it, you know, and luckily because of telehealth, there's just enough of um, a, a distance, a separation where I'm in a comfortable place yeah. and I can shield enough be in my comfortable surroundings because I, I really couldn't do that very well person to person. And so I spent many, many years feeling like I was on the outskirts of my profession. Mm -hmm. And then I was um, given a message that it's time to go back in right before the pandemic hit. Awesome. Uh, my jobs, which I had a couple of them, they disappeared. Yeah, but they were, but it wasn't because of the pandemic. It was because of insurance issues, and and I kept seeing this telehealth um, platform. Yeah, and finally, I had a friend said, "You know, I'm working for this telehealth platform now. It's really good." And finally, yep. I'm like, "Okay, I'm I listen. I'm hearing you now. You yep. want me to go back in? You've you've put enough of a distance and a shield around me." where I can go back in and do this and I'm needed. And you can help. Mm -hmm. 
and I can help. Can and, help. and the fact that you have that awareness of your energetic body and maintaining it and protecting it and balancing it, it, it means that you have that much more to give when you do work with a client, which excites me to no end. I spend a lot of time with my clients talking about grounding. Yep. Uh, about grounding, about listening to their body. Um, you know, and this is stuff that I didn't know how to do yep. until the past year or so. Um, and so, you know, so my guide sent me this message. You need to start with this telehealth. I'm like, okay, I'm going to dip my toe in, you yep. know, and I, and, and then everything disappeared. I'm not going out in the community when there's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I need another telehealth job. And that one just came to me so fast. Yep. It's like, here, you got it. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm working more. I'm in my house. I'm working more, you know, the abundance is coming in. I'm, I'm in my profession. I'm helping people through this pandemic. Yep. This is amazing. So it, it was really life-changing and yes, I use it every day. Yeah. Um, absolutely. All the time. I listen as much as I can. I'm always looking at the clouds. I'm always looking at the birds. I'm always, yeah. I sit outside and I look around. I'm like, I'm here. I'm in the moment. I'm doing what I can. Mm-hmm. And now you as a Sage Circle member have been a member for a while. I always smile when I see your name come, come over the screen. It's like, hello, Joelle. I'm always like, hey, from South Florida. I know. Hey, from South Florida. <laughs> what, um, which components feed you the most when it comes to the circle? It's really, you know, it's a high it's a high vibration circle. Um, it's a high vibration group because everybody is there to say, Hey, I, this happened. And everyone comes in and then they're like, yay. It's it really, because, and I, but I'm in, I'm in several empath groups, yeah. you know, and some of them, I just kind of stay because there's a lot of why do narcissists always hurt me? And how come I can't get out of this hole? And empaths feel a lot of that, you know, yeah. and I, and to, I totally understand that, you know, because there's so many empaths and I'm not trying to just talking about empaths. I shouldn't just say empaths because intuitives in general, mm-hmm. it's like, it's like, if you don't know how to shield, if you don't know how to protect, if you don't know how to set boundaries, those are some of the hardest things. So it's like, there's, yeah. it's easy to be in that hole, you know? Yeah. Um, but in your group, it's always, if somebody comes in and asks for help, it's a very high vibration. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, this works for me. This works for me. And it's not, um, there's not an empath or intuitive as victim mentality. Yeah. I find that, I find that the circle, um, attracts people that are ready to grow right. and they're like here, I'm, I'm, I'm not holding still any longer. So it really attracts very forward moving people. And then when that collective comes together, the forward momentum, each individual feels as, I mean, it's just, it's really, really good. So yeah, there's not a lot of people that, that stay stuck. They're ready. Right. It's, um, there's definitely, um, an exponential feeling there. Um, you know, it's like the positive vibe that comes in, it's, it's multiplied by different people and and the responses so yes I feel that 
in your group, in the sage circle. Um, and, you know, I use GCP on a daily basis. Yeah. I, and I've been working with it. And um, this was really interesting with the decluttering. Decluttering is really good. Yeah. It took me a while to use it. There was one week, there was a, it was about November and I started decluttering. And there was one weekend when I just shredded paper all weekend. Oh, that sounds delicious. Doesn't it? Isn't it great? It is. And um, yeah, so, and once I decluttered and it's funny cause, cause there were, um, there had been three signs that came into me. This is how funny my, my guides have got to be really funny. I don't know, but it's there. It's ironic because they, I got this job and it turned out that I work with diabetics a lot mm -hmm. and I'm a diabetic, mm -hmm. but I was a somewhat non-compliant diabetic. Okay. Um, I mean, I take medication, I exercise, but what I eat is not the greatest stuff. I was eating sugar and you know, the pandemic comes and you're like, I really oh, yeah. deserve a bowl of ice cream and oh, you know, yeah. yep. I deserve. Yep. And it's like, they kept putting, okay, here's a diabetic who's just non-compliant. Here's a diabetic who, who has lost a limb. Here's a diabetic whose retinas are detaching and the kidneys are going. And I'm like, finally, I'm like, okay, I'm listening. Got it. Yep, and I, I got, <laughs> I got three messages that, and I actually, in my meditation, sat down with Archangel Michael and I said, what do I need to do to raise my vibration? And Archangel Michael's like, you got to stop eating the sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and so I did along with decluttering, I decluttered my body. Yes. And it was two weeks later, that messages just started coming in. Coming in. And 25 years of not being able to shed this certain weight. Um, and there were two messages that came in about why I keep it on my body. Yep. That I was not aware of. Mm -hmm. It was just like, okay. And, and one was because I was not happy with my future, you mm -hmm. know? And this stuff I'd already moved past, but it was lingering. It was old energy. Yep. And I couldn't see my future. Well, now I see my future because I'm more passionate about what I do and I'm a Reiki master and I want to combine counseling and Reiki and just do a wonderful holistic thing. And love it. Um, but I kept that weight on for many, many years because the only passion I had was eating and I didn't realize it. And the other thing was that if I kept the weight on, I was more likely to stay in my marriage. Yep. Because in my mind, and only in my mind, it made me less attractive to a new partner. There you go. And this stuff just dropped in one day out of nowhere. And I'm because like, because of the decluttering daily GCP, you took these steps to put your spiritual path awareness in front of you every day. And what I love about this is this is such a great example how it's not huge steps. You didn't no. start meditating for three hours a day to get to this. It was just the daily awareness. Yes. And then your guides, your who, where the messages are coming from, they're coming from, these are super important messages that set you free. Yes. 
Yes. And as soon as I heard that, I was, because it was almost like I sat down at some point and made a contract with my, with my, with my guides. And I, if I was going to stop eating all this sugar, they were going to connect better with me. Yes. And after a couple of weeks, they're like, you did it. Here you go. Here you and, go. Um, yeah. And I was just getting a lot of just information. I'm like, wow, this is great. This is great. And I've lost a good 12 to 13 pounds, which I never had been able to do until I got the awareness of why I was keeping it on my body in the first place. And they also told me, they're like, hey, you can lose 20 pounds at least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that'll fall off. So it's all about alignment. Now, I love this. I, I love your journey. Um, the, it is sprinkled with moments of sorrow. I'm so sorry for your loss. And, but to hear the growth and the expansion and the opening just from the stuff that you're doing, what, what piece of advice would you give others who are on their spiritual path? Um, I would say pay attention and follow the path of least resistance. Bingo. Yup. Because I resisted so much all my life, you know, it was like, I could said anxiety would come up and it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to ignore that. I'm, you know, because I'm, you know, oh, no, I can't go back to counseling, right? No, it's too anxiety provoking. So when I finally started following the path of least resistance, I found myself. And I have to tell you that there is, a, there's a plot twist for <laughs> both. Okay there's a plot twist in here because, you know, with all these people that I brought in around me, one of them is a very lovely woman. And for some reason, I, I never sought her out to give me information until one day it was like, I need to talk to her. Just, I need to talk to her. And I, I, you know, we, we um, FaceTimed and She's like, I got to tell you that Bruno is a scam artist. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, I didn't shut her down because as soon as she said it, I believed it because there were certain things I'd never been seeing, never been willing to see. Mm -hmm. But, and it took, there was, you know, so it was an extra devastating several months that it took me. But by the time I found out, I was already well on my path. Yeah. So I still went forward. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing it for Bruno anymore. I'm doing it for me. Yeah. Uh, because I started this to try to find Bruno, but I ended up finding myself. And then what I really realized was that even though he was even though I'm not sure what was true, what was not true, and the things that he told me, there was a lot of lies interspersed with truth. And um, it still was the most positive experience ever for me. Yep. So it really didn't matter what his human form in my life came in as, because it was the most supportive relationship ever. Yep. And so it was a real learning experience about duality. And things aren't always perfect, but you still get what you need out of them. And that's also a learning experience about soulmates as well. 
because again, they can be put into this fairy tale category. Yes. And not all soulmate connections would be deemed as perfect, positive, safe, loving, blah, 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 blah. They can be challenged too. You know, I have had a soulmate in my past that was really not good for me, but wow, am I so excited to be the person I am today because of it, because I walked through that. And that's what I'm hearing from you. Yes. Yes. It took me a while. And, you know, I, I had a teacher and I still, you know, I'm like, I gotta have this session with him. And I spilled the whole story. And there was one thing that he said, and he said, soulmate, soul contracts are complicated. Yes. And I'm like, oh, because after Bruno disappeared, I had this connection with someone that was so positive and I still have that connection today. And, you know, whether it's Bruno's higher self, whether he, whether it's a spirit guide, it comes from Bruno and he's this beautiful light. Yep. Um, and it doesn't matter what his human was, you know, what his human form came as. So exactly. it was, and, and I needed to know, cause I'm like, why did I need to know? I really didn't need to know, did I? And the reason is because I have to walk forward in this life. Yep. And I have to meet somebody else. There are more soulmates coming. Oh yeah. And Absolutely. I need to be able to put this perfect person to the side because he was never perfect. But he got you, the two of you together got to where you needed to get to. I love the synchronicities. I. I put out a really small little teaching video every Tuesday. And literally this one this week is about soul contracts. <laughs> oh, perfect. Ugh, and healing, yeah, healing from the end of the soul contract. So the timing could not be any better in talking with yes. you. Perfect. Thank you so much for coming on here, for sharing your story. Cause it's, it's so real. So many people who are listening to this are going to say, yeah, I had that relationship that was bad or it turned bad or something went wrong but for everybody who's hearing this to stop and look at where you're at now as a result of it and to love yourself that's a powerful message that is and that's what it's all about yeah personal growth personal growth thank you joelle thank you for coming on here with me thank you for allowing me to tell my story oh i love that you did share it with everybody 